to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Here's a challenge for you. Revision a school, have a school-wide dual language program, and embed fine arts throughout all classes. For some, that could be a really tall order. But for our guest today, she is successfully making it happen every day. Today, my guest is Kariuska Erador, principal of Jones Academy of Fine Arts and Dual Language in Arlington ISD in Arlington, Texas. We're going to chat about the addition of fine arts on her campus through collaboration with staff and leadership practices. From the moment I met Kariuska, I was super inspired by her enthusiasm, can-do attitude, and the vision for her school. I hope you will be inspired as well. Kariuska, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here too. It's been a while since I've last talked with you and I'm just really glad to be in this space with you today. So before we get started and talk about all the amazing things you're doing at your school, Give our listeners a little background about yourself. Sure. Well, um, again, my name is Katius Carador, and so glad to be here. I am in Arlington, Texas. I'm the proud principal of Jones Academy. Um, it's a fine arts and dual language school. Of course, I'm also a proud mom of Graciela and Mariela. They keep me very busy. Graciela and Mariela are 13 and 16 years old, so... Lots of teenage home hormones in my household. So, you know, please send me positive thoughts. But no, they're they're really great. Um, But, uh, you know, my education background is actually mainly in curriculum and instruction and bilingual education. And when I was a bilingual teacher uh, back in the day, really my aspirations were centered around world language department and, and curriculum instruction. I saw myself being in the ad building, directing in that way, um, really had no goals for campus leadership. But I became a campus instructional specialist with a focus on our bilingual education programming. And there was a principal there that really took me under her wing and different circumstances came out to be where I kind of had to like step up in, in leading different things that probably I wouldn't, would normally not do. And, and she really saw something in me that I probably didn't see myself. She's like, oh, you're really good with adults and bringing people yeah. together and that community and she asked me to go back to school because at that point I already went for my curriculum instruction master's degree and so I could become her assistant principal. And I was like, I'm not so sure about that, but it was probably the best decision I made. And here I am, but like 16 years later, this is my 11th year as a building principal. 
And I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like, in fact, you know, don't tell anybody this, but I would cringe <laughs> of the thought of working in the curriculum instruction or the world language department, even though that was such a passion of mine. And it still is, but mm-hmm. I, I know that I thrive and I think I lead best in a, in a school building where there are teachers and students and I could be involved in the action daily. So that's yeah. kind of my, my background. That's okay. No one's listening to this. So nobody will ever know you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's our secret, right, friends? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious, though, like when you were hesitant to jump into that assistant principal role, like what was it about the idea of serving as a building leader that was kind of like, whoa, probably not? Yeah, a, a few things. One, I mean, we know, we know how hard the job is. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. We're the go-to people. And I just saw at that time in those early years that, you know, that intensity and everybody just what felt like a bombardment of questions mm-hmm. and, you know, putting out fires and and that was off-putting. And I, you know, and in fact, I know that still is today with aspiring leaders. So I think we need to do a better yeah. job of, you know, kind of projecting the positive um, aspects of, of our work, you know, so that was a, a big turnoff. And, yeah. you know, and then I honestly think there was an element too where maybe I didn't see myself good enough, you know, and I think mm. a lot of us as women, we, or anybody really, we see ourselves um, lesser than, are we good enough, you know, is, the work that we do making a difference, you know, and sometimes those pieces are not measurable by concrete outcomes. So, you know, it it was just something like, no, I need to stay where I'm more comfortable at. But now I I know that's a different story, but in those early years, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of doubt, but you know, sometimes it takes somebody to push you, you know, like. Absolutely. To, like you said, to see the strengths in you, that maybe you didn't see yourself. Right, so I, right. I love that. And I love that reflection. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. So I want to hear a little bit about your school now that you yeah. are a deep veteran in the work. Yes, uh, yes. Tell me about it. So um, we're the Jimmy and Laura Jones Academy of Fine Arts and Dual Language. Uh, we're actually a school of choice in the public ISD system here in Arlington. And Arlington's pretty big. Like, Arlington serves like over like 60,000 students. We're right mm-hmm. near Six Flags and where the Dallas Cowboys um, play. So it is a large district. And when they were going through um, like a visioning process with a bond project, the district really saw a need to start embedding more schools of choice and different types of programming to attract students, you know, and, and maintain them. Because I think we know that public education we're, you know, we're in the marketing business too. We need to, you know, bring them over. So um, dual language and fine arts was something that um, seemed to be kind of lacking and a big interest in this area. And so that's what, what we do. So we're a kinder through fifth grade school now that has a two-way dual language program and a focus in the fine arts and the realm of integration. But we also have specialized classes. So we have classes in dance and theater, piano, music. We have two visual arts classes, like a 2D focus and a 3D focus. We also offer orchestra for our older students, 
Chinese as a FLESS program, which stands for um, foreign language in elementary schools, and a new class for Spanish conversation and culture. So there's a lot going on. Um, we're, a lot. A lot. <laughs> it is so busy, but it is a lot of fun. And because we're a school of choice, we are not necessarily a neighborhood school. So we mm-hmm. have students that are f- coming from really all over the the city of Arlington and even some outside of Arlington, like in the Metroplex here. So that brings a, a different layer of, uh, of, of our work. Um, but we're a diverse school, uh, very diverse. We have about 55% Hispanic. About 30% of those are mainly emergent bilinguals, our English language learners. Um, we're uh, 53 like 53, 54 economically disadvantaged. Um, we also have um, 16% African-American and a little over 20 of white. So it's very diverse. Yeah, and, you know, coming from all over, um, it, it brings a, de- you know, a neat dynamic to our student population and our, and our families. Yeah, so that is a lot. As you were rattling off all the programs, I'm thinking, how amazing, how much is that? Like, wow, okay. So as you're um, talking, I want to I go back a little bit to your your creation of this school because you you started at the front end of it correct? I did I did yeah uh, well near the front end of it so they already had that visioning piece in place and knew that this was going to be an academy of fine arts and dual language and okay. then it came along and they're like okay so now you got to make it happen <laughs> you know okay. um, and so okay. luckily I had a partner so my school um, mainly serves the north side of Arlington and then my sister school is in South Arlington. So that principal and I, we work together on, okay, what, what does this look like for our master Mm -hmm. schedule? (laughs) You know, like what kind of staff do we need to have? And it really felt like we were, I think there's an expression about like flying the plane while you're building it, you know, that's how it felt like putting some pieces together and what worked, what didn't work. And, you know, this is our eighth year. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think we... (laughs) Got it as, um, you know, close as, as good as we're going to get. Like, so many great things are happening. It does create a very complicated master schedule. But we know our students are thriving and achieving and, and progressing. So that's that's important. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the fine arts portion of your school. So are your teachers fine art teachers or are they general ed teachers that embed the fine art component? Both, both. So our specialized classes um, are instructed by fine arts people. They're certified in their craft. They have um, experience in, in, the, in that background. And then our gen ed teachers, I mean, most of them are just very, uh, you know, generalists. They're comprehensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get lucky. I have some that have a musical background. Um, I have some that have a dance background. But that's really not, it's not a requirement whatsoever. And we have some that they'll tell you, I am not an artist. I'm not a performer. I'm not a musician. But they have seen the value of what the arts can do mm-hmm and self-expression and creativity, yeah. you know, making connections deeply to content, you know, so that that's neat. And some of that, you know, requires some training as well. 
Mm-hmm. So for the for the Jenna teachers, when they heard you're going to be bringing in these pieces, what t- take me back to that time? What was their mindset around it? I'm sure that had to be really nerve wracking for them. Absolutely, there was a lot of nerves. I, I want to give a shout out to Miss Davis in particular. I think her eyes grew like. <laughs> I don't know how many inches, like, they were just bulging, like, what? You want me to see a dance? And uh, so there was a lot of shock, you know, there was. And then once we um, figured out that we weren't going to be the the fame school, the performing arts, we're not just, you know, singing and dancing and show tunes down the hallway, like, we're just going to use the arts to connect. Mm -hmm. That helped. But they had to develop a, a sense of understanding what the arts do. So we went through like a training program, kind of like a boot camp. It was like an intensive week of art 101, dance Mm -hmm. 101, theater 101, and not just doing the movement, but focusing on technique and their standards with vocabulary. And, and that really helped. And really, when you start looking at things like those, some natural connections were made. And I think that's where the teachers felt a little bit more at ease, like, oh, okay. And really, what we're trying to do is set the right environment for the students to do this. It's not necessarily us to be, you know, the 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 main highlight, but just encouraging them to make connections through the arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about when I was at my very first school, We it was an elementary school, and we partnered with local artists to be able to come in and do some work. And it really shifted the teachers to knowing like, yeah, I like to watch fine arts things. I don't want to teach fine arts. Yes, yes. But it was actually a lot easier than they thought. So I'd I'd love to know from your standpoint, like mm-hmm. how does this live in the classroom? So when you're observing, what what are you seeing? How are they implementing? Yeah, and you know, it's different levels too. Like I think a lot of us, you know, especially in elementary in the early years, we use a lot of movement and motion and music yeah. to help. You know, we're singing calendar, we're doing those things. But what's the intention behind that? You know, mm-hmm. so sometimes besides just singing those songs, maybe the teachers are pointing out the rhythm, the beat, mm-hmm. the you know, um, the beginning, middle, and end of a song, and how that's like. A story, you know, so things that a lot of teachers just do anyway, it's just kind of making those deeper connections. So I see that. I mean, I was just in a classroom um, the other day and they were doing like a geometry uh, unit singing about shapes, but they were creating this big 3D um, sculpture for a mm-hmm. castle based on a story that they read. So it was like integration all over the place, you know. Yeah. Um, we have an upcoming unit with fourth grade that is about mecha- energy, the f- different forms of energy. And I think they're focusing on mechanical and heat energy. And they're creating a 3D art piece that has to have some kind of light source. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is inspirations of di- different visual artists that they, they research themselves. But the, it's in a science class. Mm-hmm. But see, but if they can build an art piece with circuits and get it to light up, they're learning so much. So those are the things that um, we notice in the classroom. And here at Jones Academy, too, um, and I'm sure at most schools, we're always trying to, you know, put in our hallways our best work and, you know, what it lines. At Jones, they have their student work, but typically it's with two different standards. What was the art standard with it? 
and what was a content standard. So just finding that uh, connection. And I imagine, is there fine arts integration within your, your immersion program too? Yes. So yes, with the language and with the fine arts, it's all interconnected. Do you find that there's, um, like, I'd love for you to speak to, how does that help with the language acquisition? Oh, that is a really good question. I think it helps with the, especially with the movement, you know, and the dance and, and things like, and things that they could feel because, because when they're learning another language, you want it to be as concrete as possible. And, you know, the total physical response. So when you're doing that, it just makes a deeper connection for sure. Mm -hmm. And so we see that being part of our comprehensible input strategy Instead yeah. of just, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down and different visuals, right. they're experiencing right. it. They have to experience it. Oh, so if you can, so great. If you can feel it, it, it happens. But look, that takes work, though. You know what yeah. I mean? And intentional planning. Like, this is not something that you could just, you know, whip up. You know, sometimes no. you can because, you know, our teachers are masterful and, you know, the masters of the impossible. But it, what we do here to help make sure that it lives in our classroom is to create time for our fine arts teachers and our gen teachers to plan together. Yeah. And, and work together. Yeah. So that's where I wanted to talk a little bit about is just that, that global leadership vision of just what are some of the leadership practices you, you put into place so that this can happen at your site? Yeah. Well, you know, in the beginning, you know, I talked about Ms. Davis and others that were like, ah, it, it, you know, it's about setting that environment to take risks to try something new, Mm -hmm. to be a learner alongside your educators too. So I was in that boot camp as well. I was learning alongside with them. That's important in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, and to create that space. Yeah, we're going to mess up. We're going to probably look really silly, but it's okay. And we're going to cheer each other on. So I think that's really important in the beginning to create that type of you know, climate. And then along the way is, um, and we, we were blessed with, um, a council, an arts council that helped us. Um, they're called a plus out of um, North Carolina and they helped guide us through some probing questions to look through that integrated planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like that protocol and template that has helped us stay focused when we're looking at integration pieces. Um, so uh, the leadership move is, I think, creating that environment and allowing the space for that to happen. So, you know, our master schedule is very, I already listed all those things that we do. You can't imagine. You can't imagine. But what's nice about it, when the kids are in those specialized classrooms, the teachers have a little bit more planning time, Mm. right? So that allows for that collaboration to happen. And then we even set it up. Where on Fridays, the gen ed teachers go to the fine arts classes with their class so they can experience those areas mm-hmm. with them and help make connections or, you know, just have fun and be a, be a student with them, you know. Yeah. So those are things that we've pushed, you know, and, and I think other leadership uh, moves that we do is 
try to have some accountability with that because you know the, I mean fine arts is literally on our school you know marquee we're Jones Academy of Fine Arts and Dual Language so we have to live and breathe that so there's accountability with that you know asking them to input that in their lesson plans giving them training you know looking at our schedule so I think those are the three major things creating that warm and safe environment and that that creativity and then allowing that space to happen and using different protocols for that integration planning and following up and following through as best as we can with accountability. That's great. Okay. So I'm really curious now when you reflect on this, this journey and what an amazing journey it has been, what would you say about embedding the arts? What's your takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway is how the arts can be so powerful in a student's self-expression and their understanding of the world around them. Um, I think in the past two years, we've seen how the arts can move people in a very safe, social, you know, safe and emotional place. And more than ever, I know that the arts can bring learning to life and bring something, you know, I was talking about how that principal brought something out of myself I didn't see. We see where the arts bring out something in the kids, like, mm-hmm. like no other, like, it's amazing. So it, it's powerful moves for sure. That is so great. That was such a powerful sound bite about the arts and just exposure for our students. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. All right. As we wrap up, we do our fast five. So this gives our audience an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and have a few laughs as we close out. So one word or sentence that comes to mind. First question is favorite leadership book. Okay. I struggled with that one, you know, because we read so much and I love Brene Brown and so many, but I'm actually going to list a book um, called Kids Deserve It. Have you ever heard of it? I have. Oh, I love it. And Todd Sloney is a dynamic speaker. And one reason why I think it's a good teacher leadership book and principal leadership is one that you can make connections um, at any school, I think. So love that Yeah. Favorite app? Class Dojo. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm on it all the time. <laughs> That's our, you know, primary ways of communicating with our with our yeah. parents and positive rewards. So, yeah. Best Amazon find for work. Okay. Uh, Nifty Notes. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. Okay. Okay. Nifty Notes. It's like knock, knock. And they have funny, like notes that you can leave teachers they co- they have like awesome citations high five you do you girl <laughs> all these really cute little notes okay. so you know when you just want to stop by and visit classrooms and you know you can yeah. get like here's one right here awesome citation and like some oh, of them it. on here is like oh you got style for days and you know keep it up so love it keep, okay keep it after we record I, i'm gonna go check that out <laughs> all right favorite song to put you in a good mood okay um celia cruz la vida es una carnaval it gets you up and moving. And even if you don't know how to salsa dance, you're going to shake your hips like no other after you hear that song. Well, the way you just said the title <laughs> and her name, I'm feeling it already. Okay. One tip you would tell your first year principal self. Oh, man. Check your ego at the door. Mm. You know, like sometimes we want to 
when we don't think we're good enough, right? We want to overprove ourselves, you know? And then what gets lost is the deeper relationships that you can have with others if you're only thinking about yourself. So now, like, when I'm mentoring new principals, I I talk about that and I say, you know, focus on culture and communication, those two Cs first, and then everything else will come and be. You're you're in that role for a reason, so you don't have to, you know, outdo it to prove that I got this job for a reason. You you. We know that. So just live and and work on your people through communication, culture building. Great point. Thank you so much for that. That was so good. I was taking that in like, that is so true. That is so true. Okay. If listeners want to connect with you, how should they do so? Um, Probably primarily through my school um, media. So you could follow us at Jones Academy One on Twitter. Um, On Facebook, it's the the whole name Jones Academy of Fine Arts and Dual Language uh, AISD, um, and you can find me on my personal Twitter at Tuski T O O S K I E. Fantastic! Everyone, go follow her. We will link that in the show notes. Thank you so much for yes. the time today. I am just excited about the opportunities that our kids have all across this country and. Your school is such an example of that. So thank you for all you do. And thank you for the time today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I really appreciate your focus on putting good stories out there and sharing the good news with others. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Kariuska, for sharing your school story and how you are creating a whole child approach through your leadership. You can read more about Kariuska at principlesofsuccess.com. As a heads up, we will be taking next week off for Thanksgiving, but we will see you back on December 1st. During this season of gratitude, I am forever grateful for you. Thank you for being a loyal listener and always supporting this tiny little show. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast. Principles of Success.